Welcome to Midday Magazine for Wednesday, December 27th, 28th, not 27th. I'm Jordan Lewis. Second teacher Rebecca Himshoot will take office as the District 2 House Representative in the state legislature in January. District 2 includes Petersburg, Sitka, Yakutat, Craig, Huna, Cake, and much of southeast Alaska. Himshoot, who is an independent, will be replacing Representative Jonathan Christ Tompkins, who held the position for 10 years. Christ Tompkins is a Democrat. Himshoot visited Petersburg over the holidays with Christ Tompkins and held office hours to hear from residents. She also attended Petersburg's borough assembly meeting and introduced herself. Himshoot spoke with KFSK's Rachel Cassandra at the end of her visit. She says winning the race felt good after a long campaign. Obviously, it's thrilling to work so hard on something and to put so much effort in and then to have the outcome that you're looking for is obviously really rewarding. My brother says it best. He says, you're looking a little bit like the dog who chased the car and caught it. And I do kind of feel like that. Like, uh, it's, it's a lot to figure out what happens next. But I think the best part of campaigning was I feel like I have a pretty good sense of what's happening around the district. And I know that I don't know the communities as well as someone who lives there, but I know the people to talk to in the communities. And so I feel prepared in that way, but I still have a lot to learn. So meaning when an issue comes up, you now have the phone numbers that you need to call to find out more? Correct, yeah. And um, people have been really gracious in helping me get up to speed. So when something comes up, or even better, when a community brings something to my attention, I'll know who to call in other communities to get more background. And if something comes up at the state level, I'll know who to reach out to. So that legwork, I think, is going to really pay off. But I'm going to be the first to say I have a lot left to learn. And I know you've been talking with folks in Petersburg. Tell me what those conversations were like. As far as issues that have come up during office hours, it's continuous across the district, and Petersburg is no different. Daycare housing, ferries, and ferries would be the number one across the district. So very clear what people in Southeast are asking for. Do you have ideas in your head about how you'll start to look and represent about those issues? No, actually, I'm going to say I don't have clear ideas in my head. I think this first year, especially, I need to go and I need to participate. I need to learn. And if someone is sponsoring a bill and I can co-sponsor with them, I'll gladly do it. And then I have ideas of where to learn more because there's, you know, task forces here in Petersburg working on really important issues and making really good headway. And then in Sitka, we've also begun to dig into some of these issues. And those are the, as the two biggest communities in the district, there's a lot of capacity to figure out local solutions and then maybe to direct to the state what a statewide solution is. And so I'll be ready to hear what people come up with at the local level. So you start, oh, January 17th. What else do you need to do to prepare before then? The list feels endless and it's growing. There's just a lot to learn. And I'm pleased to say that I've hired someone who fishes in the off season. And so he'll be my staffer during session and then he'll be back out on the waters of Southeast. And he's a a Juno fisherman who's been to a lot of my communities with his boat. So finding staff, finding a place to live, there's all that. But then there are stacks and stacks and stacks of things to read to help me get up to speed. And so I'm going to take a few days over winter break and the holidays to just maybe sit in the recliner with some hot chocolate and just dig in a little bit and it'll feel really good to to focus on one thing for a little while i i can imagine it's really hard not to get overwhelmed oh i'm just sipping from the fire hose all the time
I mean, you've been to Petersburg several times before. Did you learn anything about the community on this visit that surprised you or or shifted your perspective on anything? Petersburg exemplifies the Alaskan spirit. You have a lot of can-do people willing to work hard, and I just deeply admire that. So I, I really, really enjoy this community and, and want to continue to build a bridge and get to know the community and the people in it even more. That was House Representative-elect Rebecca Hemshoot speaking with Rachel Cassandra. When Wrangell's sawmill slowly closed down operations in the late 90s and early 2000s, it took a quarter of the island's jobs and a third of its income with it. Decades later, the local economy still hasn't recovered. As KSTK's Sage Smiley reports, Wrangellsboro government hopes the former mill site on one of the few underdeveloped deep water ports in southeast Alaska could bring an economic boom to town. The question is, what will be the best use for the property? In June, Wrangellsboro Assembly approved a $2.5 million purchase of the former sawmill property six miles southwest from downtown Wrangell. On December 14th, with the help of a landscape architect, the borough administration held a community forum to see what residents envision for the site. All right, well, I guess we're starting because Carol made me stop eating my cookie. So, Borough Manager Jeff Good explained it's important to the administration and the assembly to hear from Wrangell residents about what they want to see happen to the site. Just to kind of clarify, there's been some rumors going around that we've already had offers on the property and we've sold the property. We, We haven't. There's been no plans for the property because we wanted to do this first. So we wanted to to get feedback from the community to see what the community wants. Um, Because not only is that property going to drive what happens out at Six Mile, but it could drive what happens down at downtown as well. So the biggest point for us is to get feedback from the community, see uh, see what the thoughts are, whether that's light industrial, industrial, tourism, and and get feedback to see where we should head from here. The former mill is 42 acres, currently zoned for waterfront development, although Economic Development Director Carol Rushmore says that could change. It's deep water. It is probably one of the very last deep water industrial sites for development opportunities within southeast Alaska. Rushmore acknowledged there's some irony that the former beating heart of Wrangell's economy could bring new life to the island's slowly shrinking financial state. It was an economic driver for this community. It was critically important until it closed. And with the borough now having that, is it an opportunity to create that same driver for the community right now, for the economic benefits of the community? So the question that we're kind of looking at tonight is sort of the overall vision. What are the things that the community would like to see and accept out there? Um, and we're, we're trying to just sort of get that direction. It's not going to be an easy development process, whatever the direction. The bulkhead along the water at the property is deteriorating. The site needs electrical hookups, and the sewer and water utilities end about a quarter mile to the north and will have to be extended to reach the site. There are also three sunken vessels, a tug and two barges, which might or might not interfere with deep water activities. Juno-based landscape architect Chris Myrtle is a frequent visitor in Wrangell, most recently for the ribbon-cutting of the town's Mariner's Memorial and for a walkthrough of a proposed trail system expansion. Myrtle facilitated a discussion event where attendees were randomly split into groups to talk about the economic future of the mill site and Wrangell as a whole. What isn't working well in Wrangell that could be improved? So this is a pretty big global question that we're calling opportunities. Community members discussed what should and 
could be developed at the old mill site, writing on post-it notes provided and grouping ideas together. Popular ideas included moving barge services out of downtown to the site or expanding the community's marine service center and boat haul-out. What's got to be on the water can't be somewhere that's not right on the water. Greg Meisner was Wrangell's harbor master for nearly 20 years. Some of these things would have to go there. I mean, it's like I put bigger shipyards out there. The only place that thing could go would be on the water on a lot. I think we're also going to realize we'll never develop a 20-acre fill anywhere. We'll all be dead before that even got permitted. Beyond just industry development, groups were also asked to brainstorm what amenities or improvements could supplement that industry. Sylvia Edifa owns a local tour company. At the mill site, we could have car rental. At the mill site, we could have a bus station. Mm-hmm. At the mill site, we could have housing, like a little motel. You know, that's one of the things that happen in the shipyard right now. There's people that want to come and get called out, who don't want to be living on their boat up, in the, up on the blocks. Meisner pointed out that it's tough to say what small amenities might take away from downtown business. Well, some things you can choose to be in competition with downtown, so is that really a net gain, or do you steal a penny from down front? You know, like I said, a shipyard, where they can sure use a, a small hardware store, but that going to be taking money out of Front Street. Is, it, is that a plus or not? After around an hour of discussion, groups shared their conclusions and takeaways. Here's Public Works Director Tom Waiter acting as spokesperson for his group. Uh, our future headline, no more milling around. Wrangell's industrial diversification pays off. Uh, <laughs> and key insights for our group here, strategic funding, uh, possibly a regional waste processing facility, uh, and certify our development process with goals, timelines, and follow Mayor Patty Gilbert said the forum was the start of an ongoing dialogue as the borough tries to make the best decision for Wrangell's economic future. When the assembly purchased the mill site, the one thing that we insisted on is we're not going to sit on it. We're going to use it for economic development. So that's why tonight was so very important, and it's only the first step. We're, we're going to keep reaching out to the community to come up with the ideas that the community wants out there. At the moment, there's no grand conclusion. Ideas for the site ranged from developing a regional recycling facility to enhancing tourism to developing a technical college. No matter what the final development consensus turns out to be, borough officials admit it'll be an uphill trek to secure funding to properly develop the site. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley. Petersburg's high school girls basketball team hosted Matt Laketla on December 16th and 17th for their first games of the season. On December 16th, the Matt Laketla Mischiefs won with 67 to 18 points against the Lady Vikings, and on December 17th, the Mischiefs won again with 49 to 18 points. Head coach Dino Brock talked with KFSK's Avery Herman Sakamoto after the girls' game. We played Matt Laketla, which uh, they are one of the top probably one or two teams in the state right now for 2A. Uh, very experienced group, um, play well together. And um, I thought that we came out and played hard both nights. I thought that we definitely improved over the weekend, showed us a lot of things that, that we were doing well, and uh, more importantly, probably the things that we really need to work on. 
which is exactly what you want out of these non-conference games against good opponents. Show all the different things that that we can work on over the next few weeks. What's the next tournament for you or meet for you, for um, the team? We're supposed to play hands the weekend after um, the new year. So we've got a couple of weeks of practice, um, work on a lot of different things, hopefully. Blocking out, rebounding, taking care of the basketball, shooting, all of those things that you really you work on every year at this time, just uh, trying to get better at all the little things. Is there anything else you'd like to mention or add? No, it was just I thought it was really cool, the, the atmosphere, having fans in the stands and people screaming and yelling, and thought the kids played hard. Um, we definitely improved from quarter to quarter, game to game, which is exactly what you want this time. That was head coach Gino Brock speaking with KFSK's Avery Herman Sakamoto after Petersburg's high school girls Viking after the Lady Vikings basketball team. Petersburg High School boys basketball team also hosted Mount Lacat Law on December 16th and 17th for their first games of the season. On Friday, December 16th, the Petersburg Vikings won 41 to 38 points, and on Saturday morning, the Mount Lacat Chiefs won 52 to 35 points. Head coach Rich Brock talked with KFSK's Avery Herman Zakamoto after the boys' game. So how did the games go against Metlakatla at home last weekend? Um, you know, for uh, the first series or first games of the year, uh, I was real happy with uh, with just the overall play. Friday night's game was, was uh, a very hard-fought, intense basketball game with the stands full and the band, our cheerleaders and the kid, you know, kids uh, cheering and stuff. Um, it's nice to be back in that atmosphere. Uh, I was real happy with the uh, with the performance of our kids, um, especially in the half court uh, set. Metlakat was very big, athletic, strong, um, lots of experience, and I was real happy with just the way we 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 battled with them really for 32 minutes. Um, so the game was really a one or two possession game the whole time. Uh, at the end, we had a, I think we were down a couple points, had a couple good defensive stands, uh, made some critical free throws in a basket, uh, had a four point lead, gave up a three with uh, less than five seconds to go, uh, ran out of bounds or a full court press breaker and, and, uh, kids executed well and got a layup and, and won by three on Friday. So nice way to start the season. That was head coach Rich Brock speaking with Campus K's Avery Herman Sakamoto after the boys' basketball team.